£160 then for this rather charming tea service. Going once. Going twice. Sold. Excuse me, if I could just squeeze through. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. Was that your foot? There's a space just here. So there is. Thank you, miss. Uh, Ms... Sit. Sit. I know why you're here. You do? Cricket trophies. Oh, no. Uh, cricket trophies, really? Yeah, they're in the catalogue. Lot 47, the Cranley Cup. I thought I had that already. Uh, uh, no, as a matter of fact, I, I'm here for... Lot 41, ladies and gentlemen. Quiet, please. Yes, I do believe that's it. Thank you, lads. What we have here, ladies and gentlemen, is a grandfather clock, believed to be late 19th century. I should stress that this is a purely ornamental piece, emphatically not in full working order. The manufacturer's name is indistinct, so most likely this was the product of a small rural workshop uh, in the Cotswolds, quite possibly. Not of the Cotswolds, no. Interesting. That's what I'm after, too. Really? Why? Well, why do you want it? As I say, a purely ornamental so we'll start the bidding at £100. Do I hear £100? <clears throat> Young lady in the green, £100. Thank you, madam. Do I hear £110? Uh, yes, actually. Gentleman in the cricket jumper. Thank you, sir. There's a charming pair of cricket trophies later in the sale. Do I hear £120? £150. Thank you, madam. £150. Do I hear... £200. Your key. Sentimental value. It belonged to, well, sort of friend... 200 to you, sir. Do I hear 250? <clears throat> the gentleman in between, 250. Oh, no. You went too high too soon. Now everyone thinks it's something special. Well, it is. 300 pounds. 300, sir. Dare I ask for... 500, sir? A thousand. Good out, you, son. Uh, I'm just... Uh, the, the, the auction... The auction? I'm here for the auction. Please. Door's closed. Can't let you in once the auction's in progress. I've got money, you know. Of course you have, son. Sweet shop's just down the road. Please. Two thousand! Thank you, sir. Well, are you out? Are you? I was out at 150. Sir, in the cricket jumper, any advance on two thousand? I, um... I need a decision, sir. I guess it's make your mind up time. That's right. Yes, the trouble is I don't have any money. What? I don't suppose you could lend me £3,000. £3,000?! £3,000! Thank you, madam! Any more? Sir, in the tweed? No, quite so. Get me out of this. I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. Just say something. Um, could we negotiate? Uh, are you making a bid? Well, no, it's then just... Then kindly be seated. Please, it's imperative that I acquire that clock. I shouldn't wish to call the security man. No, of course, sir. Um, Five thousand? Is that enough? I'm afraid I can't accept that. Oh, this is hopeless. He doesn't have any money, he told me. It's quite all right, madam. Your bid is safe. Look, that was all his fault. I don't have three thousand. What's the problem? The gentleman in the cricket jumper and the lady beside him. They're leaving. This way, please. Excuse I... Hey, come back here, you. Please. Where are we up to on the clock? I've got... Uh... Fifty pounds. What? So funny. All right. Sixty. You two, out. We just leave it. Not before I've established the provenance of that timepiece. Call the police, Beverly. At least tell me where it came from. The safety of the planet might depend on it. Possibly. Leaving now. You were the lady. Oh, what's the use? 
So sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Most unfortunate. Now then, before we so rudely interrupted, the bid was with Sir in the tweeds. £2,000, I believe. Of course, under the circumstances. <clears throat> Caveat emptor, Sir. £2,000, then. What? What's that, Beverly? Ah, forgive me, sir. It appears we have a telephone bid. Can they even do that? Their bidding stands at £2,000. Yeah, yes, I understand. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, I have an offer of £5,000. <laughs> know what you mean, mate. That's outrageous. Any advance on £5,000? No? Going once. Going twice. Gone. Ginger beer. The landlord had to root around for it. Thank you. You're not having one? Driving. Ah. I bought you a drink. The least you could do is give me a little conversation in return. Yes, of course. Not just stare out of the window? Sorry, sorry. Dreadful manners. Please forgive me. I'll think about it. I'm Annie, by the way. The doctor. You're doing it again. Eye contact is kind of important. It's not that I'm not charmed by your company, it's just... You're looking across the village green to see whoever won that clock coming out of the auction rooms. Well, don't worry, so am I. Only we'll look a bit less conspicuous if we pretend to have a chat while we're doing it, won't we? Yes, I suppose we will. Do you do this sort of thing a lot? What? Covert surveillance? I'm not with MI5. It had crossed my mind. You thought I was a government agent? Not as such, but I thought you might be with you. You what? Nothing. It doesn't matter. Ah, there's the fellow I trod on. He doesn't look very happy. Neither does that boy arguing with a security gorilla. Oh, don't worry. I shan't be coming back. I shall take my custom elsewhere. Colin. Colin? What are you doing? Just telling Stretch Armstrong there to get... Helen. It's you. I haven't seen you since... Well, you remember. Just the same, Colin. Honestly, he could have flattened you with the one finger. You came here for the clock, didn't you? I read about Mikey. Then when I saw the clock was up for auction, I thought... Well, same as you, I guess. So, who bought it? Someone on the phone. Five grand, hell. I'll have to collect it, I guess. Look, the sale won't be finished for a while yet. We don't want to draw attention to ourselves. We can't just let it go. We're not going to. Come on, we'll find somewhere more private. clock belonged to a friend of yours, you said? A sort of friend, yes. Look, it's been very nice to meet you, Annie, but I must be going. I'm just curious. It's not just any old grandfather clock, is it? It can't be. There are other grandfather clocks, ones that work. Like I said, I must be... Are you a Masterson? What? Are you a relative? A Masterson? Masterson? Michael Masterson. The man whose house the clock came from? The man who Died? Died? I can show you if you like. He lived in an old farmhand's cottage, miles from the nearest village. Pretty much derelict with a wall of brambles all around. The few that even knew about the place said he'd not been seen in 
20, 30 years. This Michael Masterson? Uh, the woman who runs the post office says her brothers saw him once. One night when they'd missed the last bus into town. They tried to take a shortcut across the country, but they got themselves lost. Only then they saw a light in the distance coming from the back of the cottage, so they picked their way through the brambles like barbed wire, they said. Is this a, a very long story? Are you in that much of a rush? Uh, I'm sorry, please, carry on. All they wanted was to ask directions and sit out the worst of the rain, maybe. They couldn't find the door, though, so they banged on the window. Only then there was a flash of lightning and there was this face in the window, this awful face, all... Burned and blistered. You did know him? He was handsome once, maybe even twice. What happened then? What did he do? Well, he told them to leave. Just that. Like they had no choice but to obey. Yeah, I suppose. Why would you think that? A church on the left. Oh, yes. Sorry. I do believe that bell tower is Saxon. I'll take your word for it. No need to bother, really. Not out here. Come on. But allow me. See, you do have manners after all. It's this way, bit off the path, I'm afraid. You've visited here before. I laid flowers. No one else was going to. I don't follow. I'm thinking of buying the cottage, you see, despite the fire. Fire? Oh, sorry, I forget. You don't know any of this. There was a fire at the cottage a few weeks back. That's when they found the body and the clock, of course. The whole place was burned out, pretty much, except for the clock. I see. And, uh... And they traced the landowner. They found his grandson. He didn't know the first thing about the old house. The grandfather went gaga ages ago, but it turned out the rent had been paid into his account, regular as anything, every month for more than 30 years. By Michael Masterson. The perfect tenant. That's the thing. You weren't even surprised. About the rent? About the clock. About it being the only thing to survive the blaze. No. Uh, the grave. There, that's new. Yes, that's it. Michael Masterson died 2016. Not much of an epitaph, but no one knew what to say. They couldn't find a date of birth in parish records, or anything, actually. The pathologists seemed to think the bones were those of a man in late middle age, but his report was more than a little vague. I should have tried carbon dating! Is it you in there? Really you? What happened? Why were you stuck here? What went wrong? I'm intruding. Look, uh, I don't mind waiting at the car. I mean, not forever. Uh, no, no, it's not like that, but uh, you, you might not want to stay. I wonder. Why? Uh, doctor? Ah, shovel. Let's hand it. I expect they use it to dig graves, seeing as this is a... Uh, you're not about to do what I think you're about to do. That's why I thought you might not want to stay. But you can't. I'm sorry, Annie, but I have to know for sure that it's him in there. You do understand. You can't just go around exhuming bodies without permission. Not without the permission of family or friends, no. In this instance, I suspect I'm closer to him than anyone else on this planet. Now! No, wait. Wait. Look, the turf here. That's been cut. 
Gran's been disturbed. It wasn't how it was when I was last here. And the flowers I left. You'd think they'd still be here. He can't have had that many visitors. What are these creatures, Dragon Master? What might they want with the grave? Watch on, my novice. The true hunter bides their time. Then picks their moment to strike. Wait, did you? Hmm? Nothing. I, I thought I heard something. Doctor, you're not really going to dig him up, are you? No point now. The ground's been disturbed. Whoever was inside there is gone. What? You, you think grave robbers have been at it? In this day and age, please. Let's be rational about this. No, more likely he simply crawled out of his coffin, then tidied the ground to conceal the fact of his regeneration. What? The master is still alive. alive. He knows, Dragon Master. He knows. The creatures depart. We must follow their trail. Two more coffees, please. Um, just ordinary. Just ordinary. You're so old-fashioned, Colin. Can't help that, can I, Hal? You should try to fit in. Be more now. The way you dress. That shirt. What's wrong with this shirt? Colin, it's fluorescent. You were saying about living with your mum? Oh, well... I mean, it got awkward for a bit. But now she started getting on. Half the time she thinks she's back in the 60s anyhow. So, every cloud... Colin! That's an awful thing to say. Yeah, I know. Look, what's the plan, Hell? The auction house will be closing soon. We'll go back once it's quiet. We'll find out who bought the clock. What if they won't tell us? Then we'll use the powers. We'll make them tell us. I don't want to, Hell. We've got no choice. All that time. Nothing. Then out of the blue, three weeks ago... Woke up. There he was. <laughs> Looked in the mirror. There he was. So I did a search. And I read about Mikey. And that's when I knew we'd come back. Do you really think you'll help us? After everything? You do too. Or you wouldn't be here. Look, he was angry with Mikey. Not with us. I wish Janine was here. She knew how to get around him. I guess it must have been an accident, You can't help but wonder. Come on, Col. Janine was always getting herself in situations. She was never going to make old bones. Yeah, but neither are we. Not unless we find him. That's why we have to use the powers. I'm scared, though, Hell. I'm scared of him. Our master. Get back into town as quickly as possible. 
I knew I should have stayed where I was watching the auction rooms. By fair means or foul, he'll find a way to recover his... No. Annie, could you... uh... No. No? Not unless you tell me what's really going on. If I tell you what's really going on, you won't give me a lift. Try me. Annie, please. At best, you'll think I'm having some sort of joke at your expense. At worst, you'll think I'm some kind of lunatic. Either way, you're more than likely to drive off and leave me to walk however many miles it is back into town. And I'm sorry, but I just don't have the time. Mind your fingers. All right. The clock? Well, it's a, it's a time machine. What clock isn't? Not literally. I mean, yes, literally. A machine that travels through time. That sort of time machine. Please. A time machine? Time machine? Yes. Hop in. I know we're in a hurry, but we needn't go quite so fast. Seatbelt. Seatbelt. Now. Everything. The clock is is a time machine, a a TARDIS. It stands for... Well, never mind what it stands for. But it's alien, like you? Yes. Sorry, what happened was my TARDIS was parked close to this area of space-time down the road in Little Hodgkin. As a matter of fact... Your TARDIS? That's a clock, too? A TARDIS can take any shape. A a Greek column, an Iron Maiden, Concord. Concord? Indeed. Uh, That's where I was. Anyway, uh, when my TARDIS intercepted a sort of distress signal from the other... TARDIS. Given that signal trace, I judge it highly likely it had been sent by one TARDIS in particular. Michael Masterson. The Masters. Masterson, it seems, was simply the latest in a long line of rather tiresome aliases. So you rushed to answer his call? It wasn't him calling. It was his TARDIS, a signal to indicate that it had been abandoned by its operator. Obviously, it was my duty to locate it and return it to, uh, well, our, our planet of origin. So I, I followed its Artron trail to the auction rooms here in Upper Hexford, and that's where I met you. Right. So we're speeding back there so you can catch up with your friend? Yes. The friend who you seem to think has recently crawled out of his own grave? Well, he's regenerated. I can't let him leave. Not until I've found out what he's been doing here for 30 years or more. Who knows what dreadful scheme he might have spent that time fermenting? Scrumpy. That's all he'd been fermenting. There was jar after jar in the old cottage kitchen. Cider. He'd been growing vegetables too. Potatoes and carrots, broad beans. Completely self-sufficient. That doesn't sound like the master. Doesn't really matter, though. Anything to do with the master matters. No, I, I meant... Look, just open the glove compartment. Sorry, it's a bit of a mess in there. You might have to root around for it. What am I looking for, exactly? You'll see. Gummy sweets. A key. The winding up the grandfather clock? Obviously. Annie, this is the key to the Master's TARDIS. I found it wedged behind a loose brick in the fireplace of the old cottage when I was having a look around. That's what you were doing at the auction. When I found out that the clock was for sale, I thought, even if I didn't get it, I might be able to sell the key to whoever did. So, you see, even if your friend has got that clock, a TARDIS of his, he won't be leaving. Not without the key, no. The only trouble is, if he's recently regenerated, I won't know who he is. This really old friend of yours. He might not look old now. He might look young. He might look like anyone. So he might have been at the auction. He might, yes. Best we get a move on, then.
I'm afraid the auction rooms are closed. I said we are closed. Please, we want to talk to you. We reopen at 9am tomorrow. Look, open up or we're calling the police. Yeah, tell them about all your iffy gear. This is an old family firm. We do not sell iffy gear. Ignore my friend. He's an idiot. It's about the clock you sold earlier. (sighs) What about it? We know what it really is. Where it really came from. Oh, at last. Your uh, gorilla's knocked off for the night, has he? I confess, I am curious to know why a purely ornamental piece should have attracted such attention. Yeah, you're worried you might have missed a trick. The phone bidder. Who were they? When are they coming to collect? I'm afraid that's confidential information. Please. We don't want to have to make you tell us. You? Make me what? I think perhaps it's I who should be calling the police. You don't want to do that, mate. Just tell us when they're coming. That's all. I am calling the police. No. You stay where you are. What? Stay. Look into our eyes. Into your eyes? That's right. Into our eyes. You will obey us. Obey, obey, Here we are, alive and well, just. You know, it's strange, Doctor. That key, when I found it, it was almost like I had to get it to the clock. The Master had a powerful personality. Perhaps his influence still lingers. Maybe you should keep hold of the key. Yes, perhaps I should. Who bought the clock? When are they coming? Tell us. There was a voice down the end of the line. It said I had to obey. When are they coming? Now. Uh, hello. Sorry, the door was open. You again? Uh, Me too. Uh, Hell, they were at the auction. Both of them. Yes, we were, as a matter of fact. We've come about that clock. Oh, I wish I'd never set eyes on the wretched item. Shh, that noise. It's, It's a helicopter. It's been circling the village green the last minute or so. Might be a Russian MI8. Never mind the make. The auctioneer said the buyer was coming now. Yeah, so? I think our friend is referring to the fact that the MI8 is a troop carrier. What? You all know what to do. Straight in, straight out. You're right, Doctor. There are soldiers coming down on lines. Soldiers? Great. Now we're messing with the Russians. The uniforms are wrong. Mercenaries, perhaps. Mercenaries? Even better. Hell, let's get out of here while we can. Stay put, Colin. You'll get shot. Doctor, they're armed. Yes, and those aren't ordinary weapons. I remember. It is as I was told over the telephone. Who spoke to you over the telephone? It is as I was told. You. Where is item for collection? The, 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 The item is in the back area. Artem, Timur, go with him. Fetch the clock. Go, go. Uh, excuse me, uh, S- Sergeant. Doesn't this all seem a little over the top just to secure a purely ornamental grandfather clock? The doctor asked you a question. No. Perhaps you'd care to tell us who sent you and where you're taking it. He doesn't seem to want to talk. 
Do be careful with that. I think you'll find that cloth is rather more robust than it looks. You, man with decorative vegetable. What? You close the door. Very well. Now, you join the others. What happens now? Item secured. Five witnesses. Instructions? Roger that. May we leave now? No, you will not be leaving. Oh dear. As I said, that is no ordinary weapon. So you're right, it's not. It's a Staser gun, in fact. Taser? Uh, not Taser, Staser, which is odd because Staser guns are Gallifreyan technology. Colin, concentrate. Use the. <laughs> Helen, hell, you want. It's us next, Doctor. Yes. The only question is, is that Staser set to stun or to kill? Next, Doctor. Yes. The only question is, is that Staser set to stun or to kill? Control. Fourth and fifth witnesses discussing Staser guns. Awaiting instructions. Repeat. Fourth and fifth witnesses discussing Staser guns. Confirm. Staser, not Taser. Roger. Staser, not Taser. Awaiting instructions. Looks like they're winching up that clock. So they are. Stun them also. Roger that. Stun? Well, at least that's something. Do not move. I have my instructions. And you must obey, I suppose. Please, uh, Sergeant, might I talk to your commander? Uh, Controller, I have a feeling he and I might be very old acquaintances. I do not believe that. Your master wouldn't want you to stun me, let alone kill me, not if he knew who I was. My master is a she, so I know you're lying. What was that? It came from the rear of the premises, the storage area. Who else is here? Tell me. I've no idea. I don't mind looking if that's all right with our Russian friend. Both of you. Open the doors, one each side. Do it or I kill you now. Um, is this to be a permanent reprieve or is it only temporary? Why would you want to antagonize Open him? Open doors. Open them now. Slowly. See? Nothing there. What in... What were two eight-foot hovering dragonflies? Good heavens. Dragon hunters. Control, control. Requesting instructions. Dragon master, there is a creature here with a staser gun. Does it appear dangerous to you, my novice? It does. Then you may disarm it. They are dragonflies. They are eight feet high. Do they appear dangerous? They are eight feet high dragonflies. Sergeant Stance? Grigor? What's happening? Grigor! Never mind. Pilot, is the item secure? Yes, ma'am. Then proceed back to base. 
Proceed. Is the creature disarmed? It is, Dragon Master. What was that thing that shot out of its thorax? A sting? It carried an electrical charge, rather like a, a, a biological taser. Taser, not staser. Indeed. He's unconscious, but it'll live. Now, where's that radio? Ah! Do not touch the communications device. Please, I need to speak to whoever was controlling this man. No point, Doctor. Hear that? Hear what? Exactly. The helicopter's gone. They'll be out of range. We may still trace them. My novice, the fallen soldier, take his consciousness. Dragon Master Gonfus, I am flattered you would entrust me with such a task. Take his consciousness. They're dragon hunters, a race of insectoid assassins with breeding grounds in Galaxy 5. Among their attributes is the ability to liquefy and absorb the contents of their victims' brains. How do you even know this? One sort of picks it up, I suppose. She's going to use that needle like proboscis, see? Oh, won't that kill him? Yes, which is why I'd sooner she stopped Stand aside, human. I'm not human, and if you think that liquefying this man's brain will help you find the master, well, I think you're mistaken. The master? The Jade Nymph and I observed you both in the burial ground. We followed you here so we might locate the creature known as the master. Ah, well, I'm afraid I don't know where he is or what he even looks like at the moment. Then you are of no interest to us. Proceed with the extraction. Now, please stop. You mustn't. Is this not one of the master's henchmen? That is what we presume. Very possibly, but if this man was under the master's control, then his unconsciousness will have been addled. Any information you're able to glean from him will be unreliable. What's more, it, it, it won't taste very nice. We dragon hunters do not kill for killing's sake, nor for bounty like you. Bounty? But should you continue to impede our honorable mission? Ah! Get, get off me! Quiet! Parasite! You think we're bounty hunters? Why else would you be seeking the master in this place? I've no idea what any of you are on about. Now, don't worry, everything started to become clear. So, there's a price on the master's head, is there? Bounty hunters have followed the master's trail here. So we have followed theirs. The final part of my novice, the Jade Nymph's initiation, is to make his ignoble killing noble. And I shall not fail in my task, Dragon Master. I can't let Earth become a battleground for intergalactic assassins. Not when this is Time Lord business. You are a Time Lord. Like the Master? Yes. So please, let these humans go and I will help you. How? I have the key to his TARDIS. See? Yes, and I gave it to you. It generates its own low-level psychic field, homing in on the telepathic circuits in the Master's TARDIS. That's why it was able to influence this woman's actions, and that's why I'll be able to use the telepathic circuits in my own TARDIS to home in on the Master's ship. Dragon Master, wherever the Master's TARDIS is... That is where he will be. Well, Dragon do we have a deal? Great dragon master, you know time's laws better than me. Can this one be trusted? It is said that no time lord can be trusted. But this is your test, my novice. There are two others, and only one of him. Then we shouldn't 
Yes, the stasis stun shot's wearing off. I take it that's a yes, then, Dragon Hunters. You'll come with me to my TARDIS. Be warned, Time Lord. There will be two of us. But only one of me, yes. What about me? You'll have to stay here, I'm afraid. That's all the thanks I get, is it? Dragon Master, please, let her go. Agreed. Much obliged. What about all this lot, these teenagers? We should kill them. They may be bounty hunters... Or the master's creatures. Uh, No, I think they were just innocent bystanders. You might want to tie that soldier up, though. He could be dangerous. Uh, Me? I, uh... I don't know how to tie people up. Improvise. It's what all the best people do. We should depart. Yes. Uh, Thank you for all your help, Annie. Really, it's been most appreciated. But believe me, the best way I can return the favour is to not let you get involved any further. You, uh, might be right. Actually, before I go, would you pass me that staser? I ought to make it safe. Don't worry. I'll throw it in the river. Improvise, right? Yes. I suppose so. Goodbye. Right then, Dragon Hunters. I left my TARDIS in a lay-by a mile or so north. You'll have to follow me from the air. We cannot let go of you. We do not trust Time Lords. What are you going to do? Fly me there? Do you have a tight hold of him, Dragon Master? I do. What? Really? If if you wouldn't mind, I'd rather... They've gone. You can stop pretending now. Uh, Children, I'm talking to you. Look, stop calling us children. We're four... Colin, that's enough. How did you know, uh, uh, Annie... I saw your boyfriend picking his nose on the quiet. I was scratching. He's not my boyfriend. Thank you, Annie. You can go now. Can I? We're fine here, really. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to wake up our trigger-happy friend there and find out if he knows where the doctor's gone. Do you even know a word of Russian? No, but I've got this, uh... Stazer. Yes. Colin, shall we help the lady? Uh, I don't need any help. You two, Go! Listen to that, it's wearing off. That's why you need our help, Annie. Colin there used to be a sea scout. So? You don't know how to tie people up. But Colin knows all the knots, don't you, Colin? Uh, bowline, mm, sheep shank, sheep bend, double sheep bend, figure of eight, uh, fireman's chair, clove hitch, rolling hitch. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, not forgetting the good old grief. Niet. Uh, Yes, I could use your help. We'd best find some rope then. Hover in, there's plenty of room. Dimensional transcendence. I have heard of this. It flies, this conveyance. It's a little more convenient than being hoisted up by the pair of you. A lot less wearing on one's shoulders. Now then. What are these sounds? My TARDIS is telepathic circuits are tuning into the telepathic circuits in the master's TARDIS. So, where is it? Hmm, too much noise at ground level, I'm afraid. Shortwave transmissions, long-wave transmissions, frequency modulator transmissions, microwave transmissions. Like trying to make out a whisper through the wall of a discotheque. Perhaps if I take her up a few thousand feet.
Stregosi. Stregosi. That should do it. What is that he keeps on saying? Uh, at a guess, dragonflies? Well, at least we know one word of Russian now. He's still not properly conscious. Perhaps we should, I don't know, throw some water in his face? Oh, you people! What are you doing? Oh, look. Now the Cravat King's woken up. Please, we just need to talk to this man. Yet this is a respectable auction house, not a, a torture chamber. This madness must stop. Helicopters, Russians, Reagans! Uh, just be thankful you missed the giant dragonflies. Strikosing! I will not tolerate this one moment more. I'm calling the police. Good luck with that, mate. Do you even know the response time out here in the sticks? We'll be long gone before the cops arrive. Then I shall call for assistance elsewhere. He's making for the door. Stop him, Colin! Why can't you? Help! Thieves! <laughs> you didn't just... Don't worry, it's still set to stun. You're sure? Yes. Leave him, Colin. Fetch a bucket of water. Do something useful. We don't need water. Our Russian friend's wide awake now. He still looks out of it to me. No. He flinched when I fired the gun. Didn't you? I told you nothing. You're not soldiers. They will not hurt me. You are interfering English people. That is all. Silly boy, I'm not just no one. I'm with MI5. MI... What? Really? You're a spook? Really? If she was, she'd know how to tie someone up, stupid. Nice Annie was my cover. Nice Annie house hunting in Hexford. Of course, Nice Annie wouldn't know how to tie someone up. Nasty Annie, on the other hand. Nasty Annie knows how to tie someone to those rafters by their ankles and let them swing. Nasty Annie's observed the cabinet over there, full of cavalry swords. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. What do you think, my Russian friend? Do you want to talk to nice Annie nicely? Or do I have to get nasty? If if I tell you what you want to know, will I be protected? Will I have um, immunity? First, you tell me everything. Then I'll see what I can do. I'm with private security firm. Dirty jobs. Vet jobs. All around the world. For different clients. So who's your client now? Your master? She has rented the big house in gated compound. We fetch. We carry. We guard perimeter. We obey. We think perhaps she is oligarch's mistress. But we do not ask questions. People like that... I heard people who do not ask questions. Where is it, this compound? I do not know roads from here. But I do know GPS reference. See how everything looks at 32,000 feet, shall we? Why is it taking so long? Patience, Dragon Master, patience. We cannot wait forever. I am already three days old. Dragon Master Gumpus is nearly 30. Yes, you have Mayfly lives. A lot to pack in, I suppose. Soon, perhaps within hours, my wings will begin to crack and crumble. 
Then it will be the Jade Nymph's privilege to drain every last scintilla of life experience from my brain. Through her proboscis, I presume. Each new generation absorbs the knowledge of the last. You know, that really is a fascinating adaptation. Uh, tell me, Dragon Hunters, should we succeed in locating the Master, what will you do to him? Slay him, of course. The Master's misdeeds are infamous across the seven galaxies. A life devoted in its entirety to the pursuit, capture, and dispatch of such a monster would not be wasted. Yes, I can see why you might think that way. Every second counts to a member of your species. Every millisecond. Even this conversation is an eternity. TARDIS, if you truly are a thinking machine, hear this. If you have not located the Master within one Earth minute, I shall begin to eat your pilot. By peace, by peace. I don't think she'll take kindly to threats. Fifty seconds. I quite agree the Master has done many terrible things. Cruel, unwarranted, evil things for cruel, unwarranted, evil reasons. Or worse, no reason at all. Forty. But now I've been told that something happened to the Master. He changed. Not just now, but more than thirty Earth years ago. He stopped. He hid himself away. Thirty. I want to know why. Perhaps he was hiding from assassins like you. Perhaps he destroyed himself deliberately so he might regenerate and escape in another form. Twenty! Perhaps in his post-regenerative delusion he doesn't even know who he is anymore. Perhaps he's no longer, well, evil. Ten! A naive hope, I know. Your tragedy, Dragon Hunters, is that you don't have the time to listen. Mine is, I have far too much. No, Doctor, now your time is up. What is that noise? What does it mean? It's the distress signal emitted by the Master's TARDIS. The one that drew me here in the first place. Latitude 50.93 something. Still in motion, but beginning to slow down. Wait. You say a distress signal drew you here from the Master's TARDIS? Well, yes. Then you came here to answer that call. You mean to aid the Master. Not necessarily, no. Look, do you want to find the Master or not? Take us to him now! Very well. Hurry, hurry! I am hurrying. I was talking to your TARDIS. We are here. We have arrived. So it would appear. Then let us go and kill the Master. Come, Dragon Master! Doctor, open the doors. Well, if you're sure... We appear to have materialized in the eye of an Atlantic hurricane. It's all right. I've got a tight grip of the console. You, on the other hand. <sighs> Sorry about that, old girl, but I warned them we don't much care for violence. Now, let's get you out of this storm. What were those coordinates again? Latitude 50.9339, longitude minus 2.4. There. Latitude 50.9339, longitude minus 2.4. There. About 60 miles. Thank you. Grigor. My name is Grigor. Grigor. Is there nothing else you can tell me? His big house. All metal and glass. Nothing but fields around. You will not miss it. She's for real, hell. 
actually for real. I don't know, Colin. Oh, don't you get it? We can tell her everything. She can protect us, too. I go with you. I get protection now. You're staying here. Then uh, you are going there. To this compound. Right now. I think the doctor could use some backup. Well, we're coming with you. Uh, Colin, you're going nowhere. Yes, we are. Me and Helen. We were thinking... Well, we were thinking we'd tell you everything. To, uh, about us. About the master. Colin! Come on! There's no point pretending, not anymore. You know about the master? Yeah, we know all about the master. We met him once, a while back. We thought he was dead, but he's not, is he? No, I don't believe he is. We want to find him, MI5 wants to find him, that doctor wants to find him. Makes sense if we all join forces, right? You know about the master. It's a long story. Yeah, but it's a long drive. We can tell you on the way. All right. What? Seriously? Yes, seriously. To be honest, it's a relief. How do you mean? I thought I was going to have to kill you. Right. Spy joke, Bill Flat. Sorry. Come on, we'd better go. Go, go before I change my mind. Come on then, Colin. Hey, hey, what about me? What about protection? You just wait there. Someone will come for you. Don't let them be too long, hey? Hello, Grigor. You back already? I forgot my handbag. When did you have handbag? That's what I told those children anyway. What are you doing this day, sir? You're going to stun me again. I'm not going to stun you, Grigor. Just like I didn't stun that auctioneer. Hey! Sorry, I'm right here. I'm coming. I want that clock secured in the basement. We're a man down, so I'll be calling for reinforcements. Till then, you're both on double sh- Is anyone listening to me? I said, I want that clock secured. Pilot, is there a problem with the door to the troops compartment? Don't just shrug your shoulders. Try it yourself. Hurry it up, you idiots! You know I can make you obey. You don't like it when I- What the- Don't move, Jenny. My name isn't Janine. It used to be, a long time ago. You haven't changed. Yeah, you're just the same. Who are you? Take those silly sunglasses off so I can see. Remember me now? No. No. It can't be. Divvy Mikey. Don't call me that. Divvy Mikey. Wow. You got old. But what have you done with my boys? My lovely Russian boys. Timur and... The other one, with the prison tattoos. I was watching the auction house, waiting for whoever bought that clock to come and collect. Bet you weren't expecting a helicopter. No, but I climbed up the line while your goons were bringing the clock aboard. Then I showed them what a real gun looks like. My brother's old browning. I got them to hand over their stasers and... You stunned them. Maximum setting. There we are for hours. Where is he, Janine? Inside. I knew it. 
Oh, he came back. He got to you. And now you're working for him. Like I said, he's inside. Hands on your head, Janine. Turn around and take me to him. Oh, I get it. You think he's inside there? In the house? He's not? No. He's inside. In here. In you. Take a look, Mikey. Look into my eyes. What do you see? He's inside you. No. Don't look away, Mikey. Look into my eyes. Look. Ugh, what's the use? You're all distracted. That sound. You remember? That sound! Hello? Hello? Doctor, you took your time. I beg your pardon? You don't remember me, do you? You don't remember me at all. My name's Michael. Mikey, for short. Michael? Not Michael Masterson. That stupid name. Yes, I'm Michael Masterson. Masterson? Do you get it? Master, son. Son of the master. Masterson! Really? And who might you be? Don't listen to her, Doctor. She was the one who bought the clock. She's working for the master. Doctor? You're the doctor? I am, yes. I, I'm sorry, you seem to have me at a disadvantage, Miss... Um... That police box? That's your spaceship? Your TARDIS? It is, as a matter of fact. Oh. That man there, the master's son, he's got a gun. A Staser gun. And he wants to kill us both. What? I said, don't listen to her. But you could take me away, couldn't you, Doctor? Away from all of this, in your TARDIS. We've not yet been properly introduced. Look at me, Doctor. Look... Into my eyes. Your eyes. Obey me, Doctor. Look into my eyes and obey. Obey me. Are you trying to hypnotize me? I'm warning you, Janine. Mikey! I nearly had him! I'm not as susceptible to hypnotism as you think, young woman. My name's Janine. She's dangerous, Doctor. What's inside her is dangerous. Possibly, but so is that weapon you're carrying, uh, Mikey. Really, it'd be far better if you gave it to me. I'll keep it for now, thanks. Doctor, you have to help me. He comes into my head. The master. He talks to me. Please, can you make him go away? Well, I can try. Perhaps we could discuss this further inside. This may sound odd, but there are creatures. Dragon hunters, eight-foot-tall alien assassins with wings looking for me. No, it, it figures... They're looking for the master, too. Indeed, I tried to shake them off in the air, but I don't suppose they'll be far behind. All right, get in, both of you. All this glass, it's not secure. It's intelligent glass, silly. State of the art. Close the door. There. Now we can see out, but no one else can see in. Gave you everything you wanted, then. A luxury lifestyle. It wasn't him, actually. It's brilliant. It's all voice controlled. House, a low fire, please. There. That's better. Yes. Uh, forgive me, but there are a few questions I'd like to ask you both, if you don't mind. House, double sensor scan rate on the perimeter. Alert me if so much as a leaf falls. We don't want to be disturbed, do we? No, I suppose not. What I want to know is this. When we first met him? How we first met him? The master? Uh, to start with, yes. Okay. It all began the day we got thrown off the bus, on the way back from school. It was all Janine's fault. She'd been singing Relax from the back seat just to wind the bus driver up. 
over and over really loudly. A few miles short of home, he flipped and chucked all four of us out. Wait a minute. When was this? Uh, About four o'clock in the afternoon. She means the year, Colin. Relax. 1984, obviously. Nineteen. Great year for music. Frankie, Nina, Nick Kershaw, the Thompson twins at their peak. Annie wasn't even born then, Colin. But to her, we look like teenagers still. What, you mean you're not? We're 48 years old. Look, do you want us to tell you what happened or not? 1984. But that's the year I came here from. Beginning to remember now, Doctor. 1984. The year the Master came. The year he ruined all our lives. Such good good children. The sons and daughters I never had. Tell me everything that happened all those years ago. We were on our way back home from school. Only Janine got us chucked off the bus. That driver just dumped us right in the middle of nowhere. Can you believe it? He'd so end up in court right now. The bus went round the houses through Crowbrook and the Hodgkins. I said I knew a shortcut home to Hexford over fields. Be back home sooner than waiting at the bus stop, I thought. Only you didn't know the way. Did you, Mikey? So he says, have we got a video? And they all say, yes, we got a video! (laughs) You saw it. Colin, everyone saw it. Mikey, is it much further? See that stile, Janine, at the far end of the field? There's a footpath. That leads back to the road, does it? I think so. Mikey, have you actually been this way before? I've got a good sense of direction. Everyone says. Oh, just brilliant. You know what everyone says, Mikey? Janine, what everyone says is you're a grade A divvy, a total moron, just like you're moron of a brother. Whoa. Did you hear that? The whole ground shook, like a bomb went off. Like the bomb went off. This is it, boys. This is war. Colin. Can't have been it. There'd be a mushroom cat. Or some red balloons. There's smoke. Back the way we came, there. Oh, yeah, past that barn. In that barn... You've got good eyesight. Must be the gogs. I'm going to see it. What's to see? Some flaming barn. Literally. Actually, it might be good. Come on. Don't be stupid. Mikey's right. Something's happened. Someone might need help. Hello? Hello? Wait up, Mikey. We're not all Steve Ovet. Blimey. It must have come clean through the roof. Look! What is it? Satellite? Satellites have aerials and antennae and stuff. Maybe they fell off. It's 
smoking hot, whatever it is. What are you doing? This whole lot could go up. Woof. I know. That's why I'm moving the hay bales. Oh, you give us a hand if you like. Oh, no fear. What is it? I don't know. No way it's a satellite. Maybe it fell out of a plane. Things don't fall out of planes. Things get dropped out of planes. What things? Think about it. We're just a few miles from an airbase. It's a bomb. It's the bomb. Mikey, get away from there. If it's the bomb, there's no use running. Ah! It's moving! No, it's not. It's opening. Opening? I can't see the top. We need a ladder. Help me. There's someone in there. I just said, help me. Cracking. Ah! Help me down from here. He's burned. He's been burned. The master. We didn't know that's who he was. We just thought he needed help. He looked horrible. My capsule has landed upside down. I need assistance. Out of the way. I found a ladder. Oh, one of you has a rudimentary intelligence. There. Hold on. I'm coming up. Uh, that will not be necessary. Uh, it's closing again. That is essential. The internal reconfiguration process. Maybe. Catch him! All right, I've got you. One more step. Easy does it. Pain. I feel pain. I need to. to... You need to sit down. That's what you need. He needs an ambulance. Janine, you're fastest. There's a phone box by the signpost to Hexford. Have you got 10p? Yeah. I don't even know the way. Uh, No. No. I do not need medics. Mate, seriously, you've not seen your face. I'll go then. No medics, or I will kill you. He's got a gun, a laser gun. A staser gun, imbecile. Staser? Yes. N- not laser. <laughs> staser it is then. My capsule is damaged. It must repair itself before it can repair me. Until then, I'm as mortal as you. I can get you emollient cream for the burns. These scars were pre-existing. It's my genetic structure that suffered trauma. Genetics? Like DNA? They they did a QED about it. Like DNA, yes. Where is your nearest gene therapy facility? There's only the genes machine in Big Town. Then take me there. What? To the jeans machine. It it sells denims. She's having a joke. (laughs) Very amusing. Look into my eyes, giggler. I don't want to. Into my eyes. (gasps) I can make you my puppet. I can make you dance to any tune I like. I can make you climb to the top of this ramshackle building and throw yourself from it and laugh as you do so. For I am your master. And you will obey. You are my master, and I shall obey you. (gasps) It's all right, Janine. You're all right now. The same applies to all of you. Do you understand? What do you want us to do? Ah, rudimentary intelligence. I like you. What is your name? Mikey. Michael. Sir. Tell me, Michael. What is your dearest wish? My... Your dearest wish... Your feeble, beating heart's desire. Show me. Look into my eyes and show me. 
I see it. Yes, you would do anything for this, would you not? Yes, Master. <gasps> then it shall be yours. He read your mind. I don't know. It was like he made us think that he had. He could make us think anything. It was all a trick. He used us, Colin. We were children, and he used us. Our heart's desire? Really? Yours, I think, will be easy to obtain. The Gigglers, too. Who are you? What are you? He's from space. He's a spaceman, like E.T. Only far more handsome. Right, Master? I want to pass maths. I'll never be anything if I can't pass maths. I've been trying and trying, but it's all X, Y, Z this and hypotenuse that, and I've been having extra lessons, but it's hard. It's too hard, and I don't want to let my dad down. Then I shall give you your mathematics. I shall put the knowledge in your head. Do you see? Yes. I see. (laughs) It's so easy. Laughably easy. There are certain items I require to to facilitate my recovery while I wait for my capsule to repair itself. You will find them and fetch them for me. Then we'll obey you, won't we? We We will will obey obey you. Good. Only we'll be missed by our families. We're late home already. Yes, you are little more than children still. We can come back on Saturday, though, the, the, the day after tomorrow. I can come sooner. I can bring food. You'll need food, won't you? Thank you, Michael. That will be most appreciated. You others, you will return on Saturday when I shall give you further instructions. We We obey. My children. What fun we shall have. What did he make you do, the master? Little things at first. Stealing. Just bits and pieces. Electronics, mostly. It wasn't thieving, like nicking things. He'd put his mind in ours, so we could just walk into a shop and tell whoever was behind the counter to give us stuff. Just give it. You know, like... You will obey. It was stealing, of course. No one got threatened. No one got hurt. The adolescent mind is particularly pliable. Plus, if his genetic structure had been damaged in the TARDIS crash, his nuclei could have been leaking into the immediate environment. He got inside us, yeah. He stole us too, Janine. Just three more neutron amps. Ah, Get away from the insect! How can I work with such primitive tools? These are time tots instruments. Master? Master, I got you more cream. Careful. It nearly got me on the head. Then it would have done very little damage. Been working on that whatever it is for days. Now you'll have to start all over again. Oh, how many weeks has it been already? Trapped in the back end of this cosmic backwater. My form dissipates by the day. Look, I didn't like to say, but you're starting to pong a bit. That's why I bought flypaper. 
fly paper. If I just pin it up to this rafter, they won't bother you so much. See? Oh, what a thoughtful boy. It's all right, Dad. Dad? No one else I can say that to. But you know that, right? It's just me and my big brother since our mum. Well, that's why it's easier for me to visit you than it is the others. Your big brother doesn't mind? He doesn't notice anything much. Not since Goose Green. The Falklands, you know. Ah, a local conflict. He came under bombardment. He got burned, like you. That's how I knew how to treat you. Practice. Where do you want to start today? Arms or legs? Poor old Mikey. Don't know what happened to that brother of his. Perhaps he went to his aunt's place in Letchworth. Letchworth? Um, Mikey's mum used to go to her sister's when his brother's moods got too much. He used to get angry, crazy angry, smash things up. Little brother Mikey was the only one he didn't get mad at. There. Feel any better? All this may do is delay my physical dissolution. The power supply to this outhouse is wholly inadequate if I'm to restore myself. That capsule of yours is still cooking. I don't know when my TARDIS will have fully regenerated. Must have been quite a bump you had. In space, I mean. It wasn't a bump. It was an attack, an ambush by trans-dimensional warp cruisers. I can see them now, in my mind's eye. A whole war fleet assembled for the sole purpose of my destruction. I can hear them, too. I can hear them. I can actually hear them. They've found me. I have to get away. Hey, hey, calm down. It's just the airbase. Tornadoes or Vulcans or something. They fly exercises sometimes over the plane. Airbase? The American airbase. Just up the road, really. Loads of people work there. Helen's dad's in logistics. Colin's mum works in the canteen. This is a nuclear-armed establishment? I guess so. There's a sort of peace camp. Not a very big one. We're too far out from London for the weekend hippies to bother with. Dimwitted child. Why didn't you mention this before? It didn't seem important. This airbase could hold the means of my salvation. Hold up. This is the way. It looks familiar. I'm just following the coordinates. The site's registered to an outfit called Brackley's Saxover Holdings. When did you find that out? Earpiece. Spy gear. Right. You've been getting updates from MI5 while listening to us and driving. It's called multitasking. Brackley Saxover is only a subsidiary. There's a parent company based in Moscow. Ah, oh, the Russians. I knew it. Had to be, didn't it? After, uh, what's his name, Grigor? No, not that. The road, Colin. I know the road. It's the road to the old airbase. Is it? I'm not likely to forget. We have a security alert in the main complex. We've been instructed to conduct a full search of all vehicles entering and exiting the facility. Switch off the engine, state your name, rank, and business. I said switch off. The driver can't hear you, sentry boy. What the? Kids? No, you will not raise the alarm. I will not raise the alarm. Good boy. I'm Captain Bodie, my partner here, Sergeant Doyle. Our friend the Corporal here is just driving us out of your little old airbase, along with the uranium core from a nuclear missile. But we've just stolen it, you see. Colin, 
That's all right, isn't it, soldier? Stolen it. Yes, sir, Sergeant Doyle, sir. So run along and raise the barrier. There's a good boy. Bodie and Doyle? The professionals? Trust me, it was hilarious. It was stupid. A stupid risk. We got the driver to change the tyres. They'll never find where we went. That was my idea, Master. Good, good. We can do anything we like now we've got the power. Anything at all. Anything. So long as I permit it. Yes, Master. Excuse me, Master. I was wondering... What is it, Michael? What do we do with the corporal now? The driver, he means. We couldn't drive the thing out of the base ourselves. We haven't passed our test. What do you do? Isn't it obvious? No. The driver must go. AWOL is the garden, I believe. I'll do it, Master. Let me do it. Please. No. I, I, I don't understand. If the driver disappears, they'll think he did it. The robbery. The authorities will be too busy searching for him to look elsewhere. And I have every intention of remaining incognito. You mean... Please, Master! Quiet! Michael, yours will be the privilege, I think. Take my staser. Here. I... I don't... You others, you may dig the hole. So unfair! Silence! Michael, take the staser. Obey me. My brother killed a man once, at Goose Green. It was night. The only light came from tracer fire. My brother was running up a hill when the other man tumbled down it. They knocked the wind out of each other. They lay there for a moment, stunned, I suppose. Then they sat up and looked at each other, and remembered that the other man was the enemy. Don't move, said my brother. Please, don't move. The other man was shouting, too. My brother didn't understand the words, but he knew they meant the same thing. Don't move. Please, don't move. If you move, it means you're going to shoot. If you're going to shoot, then I have to shoot. It was only for seconds, but it seemed so much longer. And my brother realised any moment now, one of us will move. It might as well be me. And he looked in the other man's eyes. And he could see him thinking the same. The other man's rifle jammed, so my brother shot him. Then the bombardment came. And my brother never saw his old face again. When he looked in the mirror and tried to remember what he'd used to look like, the only face that he saw was the face of the other man, the man he'd shot. The face of a man you've killed is the only face that you'll never forget. That was it. That was what broke the master's spell. The driver's face as I shot him with that staser. He didn't need to do that. The master. That was the point. Mikey, you were his favourite. It wasn't a punishment. It was a gift. Please, what happened then, Michael? Afterwards, I mean. The master told us he'd need one more night to power up the device he was making. After that, he said he'd be able to leave. So we were to go there the next evening, so we could get our reward. Our heart's desire. We'd come so far, it seemed stupid not to. I knew then, though. I knew he wasn't going to make my brother better. I wanted to tell someone, but I couldn't think who. Well, the police? Someone I could trust, believe me. I thought... If just one person believes me, really believes me, then whatever happens, I'll be free. You told? You told on us? Who did you tell, Mikey? Do you ever have a favourite teacher at school? When you're not clever and there's a teacher who's nice, who can see that you're trying your best when no one else will. 
That teacher means everything. I had a teacher like that in the third year at Little Hodcomb Primary. Oh no. Miss Hampton! Can I help you? Oh! Ow! Are you all right? Oh, one of those snappy letterboxes. Used to have a paper round. Should have known better. Quite. As I said, can I help you? Oh, yeah. I'm looking for Miss Hampton. Lady in the post office says she lived here now. She's not in, I'm afraid. Can I take a message? Who are you, then? Uh, I'm the doctor. Oh, she's not ill, is she? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, she's taken some friends of mine out for the day to um, see a quarry. Sound like much of a day out. Yes, Tegan wasn't terribly impressed. Busman's holiday was the phrase she used. I believe they're um, sourcing stone for the church restoration. Oh, that. Subsidence, they said. Yes, uh, but I needed to stay here to to work on my um, motor. So, um... Oh, you write the back. Never mind, it doesn't matter. Uh, You're sure I can't take a message? No, I just wanted her advice about exams. O-levels coming up. Oh, right. Well, as I said, uh, she'll be back later on. Good heavens. Is that your motor making that noise? It's a distress signal. Um, yes, look, would you excuse me? Yeah, you go. Uh, good luck, though, with the exams. Yeah, cheers. Exams. Nasty. Michael, I'm so sorry. If I'd have known... You were here. All those years ago, looking for the master. You don't understand. You should have found him. You should have stopped him. Then none of it would have happened. It wasn't years ago. Not for me. What? He's a time traveller, Divvy. Like the master. Michael, for me, that was yesterday morning. That signal I received was sent by the master's TARDIS. That was the signal that summoned me here. I was all alone. There was no one I could trust to tell. No one I could trust to listen. I'd have listened. All I could do was go back there like he told us. Perfect. Perfect. Master, what happens now? Master, what do you want us to do? Sit still around the neutron load, children. Obey your master. Our master knows best. Ah, Michael. So glad you finally decided to grace us with your presence. What? Master, you sound like a teacher. Mikey's in trouble now. In, boy, in. Sit down on the floor with the others. Legs crossed. You've got your machine working. It's all right, Mikey. The master's going to give us our reward now. He's still in your head, isn't he? Even after what happened, you still can't think for yourselves. Such good children. The sons and daughters I never had. Now, obey me, Michael. Go, sit in the circle. You're a good boy for that, I am not your son. That's all. Ah, at last. My TARDIS. It's changed. It's a clock. A grandfather clock. The outer plasmic shell has repaired itself. It's defaulted to a former shape. How tedious. Will you leave us now, Master? Please don't leave us. I have to, I'm afraid. But don't worry. I shall carry a little of you inside my heart. Forever. What do you mean? Michael, my very essence was damaged in the attack. My symbiotic nuclei ripped open. I needed a donor. That's why I landed my TARDIS here. I don't understand. One of my own kind. 
My TARDIS had indicated that his TARDIS could be found in the vicinity of this particular space-time location. But when I was locked out of my TARDIS, I was unable to pinpoint his whereabouts. The irony! All this time, the Doctor might have been going about his wearyingly virtuous business just a few days and miles away, but he might as well have been in another century, another million light-years off. The Doctor. And so, I was forced to improvise. It's what all the best people do. The Master came here to find me. It was your fight, not ours. But we were the victims. What happened to us was all your fault. Sit in the circle, Michael. Why? What are you going to do? Idiot boy. I've been incubating donor nuclei inside the four of you. All this time they've been simmering nicely. Now it's time to reap what I have sown. The machine in the middle of the circle is designed to extract the donor nuclei and transfuse them into me. Then I shall be able to pilot my TARDIS properly and escape. But what about us, Master? Will I pass maths? Will you make me rich? Will come true? Oh, children. It'll be just like going to sleep. After which, dreams shall be your only reality. No, you can't. Sit in the circle. Obey me. Obey. I obey. Now, all I have to do is stand in the centre, switch my machine to extract, and the process begins. Warm shower. So refreshing. But why are all the jets not working? You'll get nothing from me, Master. I've seen you for what you are. I'm immune. You rejected the nuclear. No matter. Wait there, boy. I'll kill you when I'm finished. No, Master. You're evil. You have to be stopped. A pea shooter. A browning. It was my brother's in the Falklands. He killed a man to save himself. And it destroyed him. I'm not killing a man. I'm killing a monster. <laughs> Inside the nuclei fountain, I'm immortal. Maybe. But the machine isn't. And in the fire. No. No. Michael, you mustn't. Stop killing daddy. Colin! <coughs> Helen! Janine, are you all right? <coughs> what happened? Where is he? Where's the master? I killed him. He's gone. I thought I'd killed the master all those years ago. But now he's come back. Very possibly. That's why I set a trap for him, and he fell right into it, didn't he, Janine? I don't know what you're talking about. You kept the clock, didn't you, Mikey? You faked your own death and put the clock up for auction to see who'd buy it. I put the clock up for auction, but the death was real. She knows. What? After everything that happened, I had to get away. But I couldn't take the clock, and I couldn't risk it getting into the wrong hands. So I left it with the only person I could trust. Your brother? All he wanted was to be left alone. Away from everyone. Away from people and noise. All the things that made him anxious. Living out in the woods gave him a mission, you see. 
In time, everyone had all but forgotten he was there. Until you came back for him, Janine. You and the Master. Me? You killed him. The two of you. The stasers you gave to your goons prove it. They were the stasers we made for the airburst raid, Divvy. We threw them down a well, remember? So I got the boys to dig them up. Then you do admit it. No, it doesn't make sense. If the Master killed your brother, why not take the clock then? Because... Because... Exactly. I'm not working for the Master. I'm trying to trap him, just like you. You said he was in your head. Whatever was inside him, these symbiotic nuclei thingies, stopped me ageing. Kept me at the age of 16. Your friends Helen and Colin, too. You've seen them? At the auction house, yes. Mikey... You'd already rejected the nuclei. That's why you aged and the others didn't. That's how it was. For 32 years. Until three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, he came back. Every time I looked in the mirror, I heard him laughing. When I tried to sleep, he'd whisper in my ear. I found I had the power again to make people obey. Three weeks ago. That's when my brother was killed. That's why I came back. Me too. So I got together with certain... Business associates who owned this tax dodge of a mansion on the site of the old airbase. I scoured the area for any sign of him, and then when I saw the clock up for auction, I bought it, thinking he'd be close behind. That's why you had the private army to catch the master. Mikey, when I worked out where the clock had come from, I got Grigor to go to the graveyard. Yes, and you exhumed a body. You did what? I had to know it wasn't him, the master. I'm so sorry. Shut that noise up! The house. It's showing a breach at the entrance level. What does that mean? Please, I'm trying to think. Both of you were using the clock to try to draw out the master, but that still doesn't answer my question. If the master killed Mikey's brother, why not take the clock then? You're the only one who knows so much about the master. You tell us. Someone's on the main stairwell. Because the clock was a Because the master was using it to draw you all back together, his so-called children. Why? Knowing the master, revenge. They're in the corridor now. Which corridor? The corridor leading here. It's the master. It has to be. Which corridor? The corridor leading here. It's the master. It has to be. I'll deal with this. Mikey and Janine, go back out there and get into my TARDIS. Go! No, 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 wait. You'll need the key. Well? Key. Key. A key. For winding up the grandfather clock? Obviously. Thermal senses. Doctor, whoever's coming, they're right outside. The key is the key. The key to the master's TARDIS. Your brother had it, yes? Yes, but... That TARDIS has been dormant for 32 years, so why should it begin to transmit a distress signal now? Because someone reactivated it. Who are you? Yes, someone put the key in the lock. And when they did, these two began hearing the voice of the Master. Annie, of course. Your friend's wrong. I never heard the voice of the Master. Uh, I meant these two. 
Colin! Helen! Janine, we'd heard you died. And Mikey! Colin, it's Mikey! Mikey, you lost all your hair. Not all. Oh, friends reunited. So, who is this we have to thank for bringing the old gang back together? Oh, uh, this is Annie. She's with MI5. No, she isn't. You should have seen how she dealt with the security systems. She's got, like, these electronic implants in her fingertips. She's got what? It was amazing. Electronic implants. MI5. Who are you, really? What are you, even? A cyborg? Doctor, don't be silly. The key was the key. You see, whoever had the key to the Master's TARDIS reactivated it. Whoever did that killed my brother. Mikey, this is the key to my TARDIS. Do as I told you, please. Take your friends with you. Cyborg? Yes, so a staser is no defence. Go, all of you. Mikey, Colin, Helen, come on. I said, don't be silly. That's the Doctor's TARDIS. The police box. Obviously. coming from? Above us, look! Human fugitives, we are the transhuman sisters of the unholy protocol. You will surrender yourselves to our agent. It's a spaceship. Ignore it! The TARDIS, run! Lasers now! Ah, some kind of pursuit ship. You're one of the assassins whom the dragon hunters mentioned, am I right? Human personality matrix to off. We are the unholy protocol. Yes. The android inquisition of Galaxy 5. You've burned whole galaxies in the course of your demented mission. We are man-made. Therefore, we are blasphemy. Therefore, we must atone. Were we to bring justice to the master, we calculate that we would become... 1.76% more worthy. That is why we attacked the Master's TARDIS, and why we pursued its Artron trail here. Only you arrived 32 years after he did. Correct. And when you found it, you killed its guardian, Michael's brother, an innocent man, so much for becoming more worthy. The necessary adjustments had been included in our calculations. Also, adjustments for the deaths of Grigor, open bracket, surname unknown, close brackets. The auctioneer, open bracket, name unrecorded, close brackets. And human personality matrix, Annie, open bracket, surname unknown, close brackets. Good and evil aren't columns on a, a, a balance sheet. You can't put a figure on life. But we can. The bounty on the master's head will raise a sum in excess of 300,000 galactic credits. This will be donated to charity. That's monstrous. We repeat, surrender yourselves to our agents. They've got us pinned down. No way we'll make it to the TARDIS. All right, uh, what about the helicopter, the MIA? Colin, they'll just shoot it down. They might not. Not if they know the Master's TARDIS is inside. It is? We can't take the risk. Oh, man, live a little. Come on, help. Run! Colin, Helen, come back! The human named Mikey thought he'd killed the Master in 1984, but the essence of the Master remained dormant in his friends. Some of his symbiotic nuclei, yes. So when the Master's TARDIS was reactivated, when the telepathic circuits inside the Master's TARDIS were reactivated, so too were those nuclei. Then the master isn't dead. The humans named Colin, Helen, and Janine hold the essence of the master. They are the master now. Therefore, 
They must be killed. No, they are human beings. Pursuit ship. Are you listening? Confirmed. Mikey's not coming. Forget him. Just get in the cockpit. Janine's right, Hell. Hurry up, you two. We're in. We're in. Go on, Janine. Start the ignition. I was waiting for you. You're the expert. Me? It's your helicopter. Yeah, and it's my pilot unconscious on the tarmac. Oh, for goodness sake. How hard can it be? Out the way, you two. Transhuman sister, please listen to me. The Master came to this region in 1984 in search of me, so he could use my nuclei to repair his own shattered form. That is of no consequence. Those children were innocent victims, caught up in a fight that was mine and the Master's. What happened to them is my responsibility. Doctor, that spaceship's about to open fire on the helicopter. The Master won't escape us again. He must be destroyed. But not in those children, in me! I can complete what the Master did not. Extract his nuclei from Colin, Helen and Janine and put them in me. Then, by your logic, I will be the Master and you can do as you please with me. Well, would would that be acceptable to you? Pursuit ship. Protocol chapter 9, verse 22. Execute. No! I've got the whirly things going. Blades. Get on with it! That spaceship's coming over. Come on, Hell. Uh... Throttle, choke. I'll throttle you in a moment. That light again. Take it easy, Hell. I'm not doing anything. Wait, you know what this is? The helicopter. It's being pulled into the spaceship. By a tractor beam, as I'm sure your friend Colin could tell you. Protocol executed. Doctor, you will come to our ship, draw the master back inside yourself, then willingly submit to the final verdict of our Inquisition. Or you'll kill Colin, Helen and Janine instead. Killing the master in them would reduce our net virtue to plus 0.88%. In you, to plus 0.93%. Well, it's good to know that my death will count for something. On the transhuman spaceship? Obviously. I meant specifically. This white sphere, I guess. No doors, no windows, no ceiling. I can't see how the floor works. Or if it's a floor at all. Hello? Is anyone there? Is anyone even listening? I think it's a cell. Like a prison cell? More like a condemned cell, Colin. Death row. Great. What are we supposed to do? Pray for a last-minute phone call? Phone? Phone? Have either of you got a phone? Janine, we're on a spaceship. Who are we going to phone? E.T. My lovely Russian boy is stupid. Artem and the other one. They might have come round by now. Janine, what is it with you and these Russians? What, apart from their being ripped? She hasn't changed. No, not in over 30 years. But at least I've done something with that. Unlike you two. What can you do with it? I've watched the world slip away. Our old classmates are nearly 50 now. They had careers, got married, had children. We couldn't. You could, if you'd want it. And risk passing on the curse. No. It's our punishment for what we did all those years ago. Our penance. Sassy jobs. Evening jobs. Cash in hand. That's all I've done. Me too. 
I ended up going back to the same places I'd worked in 16 years before, only I'd have to pretend I was my own daughter now. If they said they remembered my mum, I'd have to tell them she passed away. So young, they'd say. So sad. You don't know the half of it, mate, I'd be thinking. Oh, we nearly there yet? I don't want to look. I must admit, I was expecting we'd get to the spaceship by TARDIS, not in a tractor beam. Is that it? Is that all the two of you have done in 32 years? Is this where you tell us about the amazing life you've had and how we should be so jealous? I had a gap decade, travelling, like Mikey did. I went everywhere, literally everywhere. It was always a bit beg, steal and borrow, but I'm pretty. I got away with it. It got tricky with the passport after that. With the photo, you mean? So one time, I got arrested in Kiev. Long story, doesn't matter. And they accused me of having a doctored passport. Which you did? Yeah, of course. Anyway, I was interrogated by the FSB, and I told them everything in half an hour. I mean, everything. And guess what? They believed me. Turns out they still had a KGB file on the master, and the stuff he used to get up to in the old days, you wouldn't believe. But when they found out I was the living fountain of youth, basically, they bought me. What? Like a slave? Like a businesswoman. Somewhere in the Urals, there's a top-secret facility trying to synthesize what's in my blood. Uh, why? Only a man. I'm the ultimate beauty product. One injection of me, and no one needs ever grow old. Either that, or they'll become the master. Don't worry. The team's been having no luck. In the meantime, luxury lifestyle. So long as I've got my mind around. Be honest, Janine. You were under house arrest. Kind of. So when the master came back, I thought, I can use the powers to find him, catch him, and use him to get away. In his TARDIS, you mean? Or by giving him up to the Russians. That's the least he deserves. Look, have you got a phone, or haven't you? Janine cannot call out, of course. Sound waves cannot exit the membrane of the execution bubble. Light waves cannot enter. We can see them, but they can't see us. Execution bubble. I presume you're intending to put me in there eventually. The bubble will be quickly deflated. Its dimensions will shrink. Yours will not. Nasty. The membrane's designed so we cannot hear your screams. If we did... We might be tempted to revel in them. Yes, because that would be a sin. Two more of them. Sister, which of these is the Time Lord? Him. Excuse me, how many of you are there on this ship? Each death squad numbers 12. Why do you ask? I just want to know how many of you I have to kill for killing my brother. Sister, is this human not a threat? Why is he here? Should we not kill him? Uh, please, no, no, no. Uh, Mikey killed the Master, or, or tried to kill him anyway, so the Master will want revenge on him. His, his presence will help me draw the Master out. And how will the Master be drawn out exactly? Ah, well, I, I, I'm glad you asked me that. First, um, I'll need access to the Master's TARDIS. An obvious trick. No, 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 it's essential. It, it was the reactivation of the telepathic circuits in the Master's TARDIS that caused the reactivation of the nuclei in Colin, Helen and Janine. I need to disable those circuits in order to break the link and free those nuclei. Sister, is it a trick? I'm not sure. A 0.05% gain in worthiness, remember? Then we agree. 
but I will come with you. If it is a trick, Mikey shall suffer summary execution. Won't that wipe out any gain? Lying would add sufficient to your sins to mitigate against further loss. I see. I'll lead the way then. Bats! Flader shrews. A common target's pest. They've had 32 years to establish a colony. But they won't suck our blood or anything. Oh, don't worry, they're entirely harmless. Proceed. This room. Quite. It was spacious and I dare say had once been handsome, but every discernible thing in it was covered with dust and mold, as if a feast had been in preparation when the house and the clocks all stopped together. I see no feast. He's quoting. Great expectations, Miss Havisham's house? Very good. It's one of our O-level books. These telepathic circuits, where are they located? In the central console. Where? Here. So heavily overhung with cobwebs that its form was quite undistinguishable. There's a red light here. Uh, don't touch that, please. That is the circuit in question. It is, yes. Did either of you hear... There it is again. The master. But he's dead. Physically, I mean. Yes. So, what, he's a ghost now? In a manner of speaking. He haunts this place. Will you stop that, please? Just show yourself. What was that? Don't be alarmed. It's just the scanner. Look. Doctor, always spoiling my sport. You're just no fun anymore. <laughs> the master. The ghost in the machine. Sister, I'm detecting interference on the listening array. Define interference, sister. It corresponds to no known Earth signal. Switching to speaker. It is gaining in strength. Almost as if it were coming closer. Onward, Jade Nip. Attack the assassin ship. It will be my privilege, Dragon Master. Whatever it is, it is right outside the ship. Then it should be visible through the viewport. the viewport. Dragon Hunters. Dragon Master, these are agents of the unholy protocol. Then we must make them die. Nobly. You're late, Doctor. And you were supposed to be the late master. Three weeks late. Yes, my TARDIS's time drift compensators must be playing up again. I don't suppose you've got any spares. How can this creature be communicating with us? Uh, and what does he mean, three weeks late? Oh, look, it's Mikey. Dear, dear Mikey. Such a good boy. My sincerest condolences for the loss of your brother. Oh, I'll enjoy killing you again. I told you, Mikey, don't touch the console. He's just toying with you, trying to provoke a response. And like a cat batting a mouse round the head, I'll get bored eventually. One of you, answer my question. He's communicating with us because he's taken up residence inside the telepathic circuits themselves. I presume his consciousness fled here when his body dissipated entirely all those years ago in the barn. He's been stuck in here for 32 years. And it has been particularly tedious. His TARDIS would have gone into sleep mode to preserve its power supply, but then Annie 
The transhuman assassin, I mean, found it and reactivated it using the key. Whereupon I sent out a distress call to the doctor, whom I knew had been in the area 32 years in the past, and here he is. My brave white knight, come to my rescue. At last. Don't count on it. Mikey, if it hadn't been for that signal, I hope I'd have made the time to listen to you properly back in Little Hodkin in 1984. It's not your fault, Doctor. I get that now. Perhaps if I'd been more trusting... There, there. No sense crying over spilt milk, Mikey. I'll excuse your lateness, Doctor. But now, I need a new body. Yours. Yes, so you may be slain at last. Sister. Sister, you must help us. Sister, what's happened to you? We are under attack. Dragon hunters. They have returned. I'm not surprised. A ship this size isn't hard to miss in the stratosphere. They have come to kill the master, too. more unpopular. These aliens must be repelled. The execution bubble. Hurry, sisters. The execution bubble? They think the master's in there. You're going to kill Colin, Helen and Janine? Yes, I need to explain to them what's going on. Wait here, Mike. But you... You're immune to the master's powers. Guard him, but don't touch anything. I'll be back. Assassin's brains are electronically engineered. Their knowledge may be taken. Well, Janeim? The Master's essence is contained inside three humans. The humans inside that execution bubble. Then all three must be slain. I now understand how the bubble may be. Manipulated. No, my novice. I shall execute them personally as the final act of my month-long life. As you wish, Dragon Master. Hell, hell, we're free. Hell, we're free. Yeah. We're... Colin. Silence, masters. Oh, great. You lot again. Like that of the Plutonian pufferfish. I fear the master's consciousness may be too toxic for safe consumption. So I shall simply tear off each of their heads in turn. It shall be my honor to watch. The male first, I think. Please, I'm not the master. Really, I'm not. <laughs> You, you have murdered the great dragon master Gompolus, denying him the greatest moment of his life. And you, yours. Now I will never know if I pass my initiation. Just you and me now, Mikey. Just like old times. You were always my favourite, you know. I only wish I'd killed you properly. For the things we did. For the things you made us do. I know you, Mikey. You're a good boy. Secretly, you're glad you failed to kill me. You're just like the Doctor. The preservation of your fatuous moral code is more important to you than ending life. Shut up! Stop trying to provoke me! There's the telepathic circuit. That red light right in front of your eyes. That's where I am now, Mikey. You could just reach out, rip it out, 
and destroy me, if you had the nerve. But you don't. I could rip it out. How pitiful you are. How pathetic. Destroy you. Yes! Ah! I can't move! Such a good boy. <laughs> Look at this place. What happened here? These creatures slaughtered every last one of my sisters. Just as well you came along when you did. Do you know what they were about to do? Exactly what I'm about to do. Oh no. Out of what? Spite. Because I am programmed to believe that such virtue will not go unrewarded. No, sister. Please, listen to me. Your calculations are incorrect. Explain. You saw for yourself the Master resides within the telepathic circuits of his own TARDIS. His essence is not inside these children. It's only a symbiotic nuclei. They've done nothing wrong. Even if that were true... It is. They stole for him. They hijacked a nuclear device for him. They were party to a murder orchestrated by him. We couldn't stop ourselves. In fact... Were I to kill them, and the Master too, I calculate I would make myself more virtuous than I initially estimated. But we're innocent. No one is innocent. Couldn't put it better myself, Mikey. You cannot hope to destroy me with a pistol shot. Not one shot, no. That was entirely gratuitous. Stacer would have been useless against it, but despite its primitive design, an army-issue pistol makes for a pleasingly blunt instrument. You should know. You fell victim to the exact same weapon before. I'll recover my TCE in due course. Mikey, mate, your skin's going all kind of flaky. Not just his skin. Look at his eyes. Don't look at his eyes. His eyes. That's right, children. Look into my eyes. You know me. You are our master. We must obey you. I warn Mikey not to touch the console. Children just won't be told, will they? That human body won't last, you know. Already it's becoming corrupted, rotting from the inside out. Yes. I'm beginning to feel... But never fear, Doctor. I've no intention of retaining this cadaverous form. Not when your body's mine for the taking. Leaving that one behind like a shed snakeskin. That'd get the assassins off your back, I suppose. That would be a bonus. I'm curious. Who was it exactly who put the price on your head in the first place? That is none of your concern. Children? Yes, Master. Bring the Doctor. We'll do the exchange in my TARDIS. Come along, Doctor. Don't struggle. You must obey your master. Colin, Helen, Janine, listen to me. You can break his control just like Mikey did. Break his control and the nuclei inside you will shrivel and die. Your minds will be your own again, yes. And, and your bodies, too. 
They're not listening, old chum. Remember, Mikey, your friend Mikey. He told me how he'd rejected the nuclei once he'd realized that the Master could never make his brother better, that he'd never get his heart's desire. Ignore him, children. Our heart's desire. Ignore him and proceed. What was it the Master promised each of you? Can you even remember? A quiet, Doctor. I'd tell them to tear out your tongue if I didn't intend to use it myself. Follow me. He told me he could make me rich, but the rich he made me was a prison. Exactly. He told me he could make me pass maths, but all I got was ungraded. He told me he could make Helen love me, but she never even looked at me. None of these things were his to give. They were all in your power all along. If you want those things still, use your own power to reject him. Our power? Come along. Yes, yours. Please, let me go and I'll show you. Let you go? Yes, let him go. Thank you. Remember, children, Mikey rejected me and look where it got him. Yes, we remember Mikey. Mikey was our friend. And you killed him. You are my puppets. You will obey me. No. We have the power. Inside ourselves, you will obey us. Remember your heart's desire, your dearest wish. All we wish is we've never met you. All we wish is for you to die. We can make him die, if we want. We We have have the the power. power. No, no, you you must obey me. Please, stop. Get out of the way, Doctor. We don't want to have to kill you too. Your friend Mikey told me that when his brother killed a man in the Falklands, all he did was kill himself. This isn't what Mikey would want. Oh, thank you, dear Doctor, for such a timely intervention. He's getting away. Leave him. The Doctor's right, Janine. Letting him go is the only way for us to escape. There she goes. Back to... Where did you say, Doctor? I've programmed the autopilot for her place of origin in Galaxy 5. Hopefully it'll send a message. Don't mess with the Master. I was thinking more along the lines of something about the wages of sin. He got away with it, though, the Master. It sometimes seems to me that where the Master is concerned, whenever I win, I lose. Whenever he loses, he wins. I don't follow. I know where he's going, eventually. I've already met him in that form in his future. Only a madman would risk disrupting their own personal timeline. So we're free of him now? The symbiotic nuclei in your bodies are already beginning to atrophy. I should warn you, though, there'll be a side effect. We'll start ageing again. Quite rapidly, even. Colin's getting a touch of grey already. What? Seriously? Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go back to collect my friends. Please, Doctor, take us with you. Take us back to 1984. Janine, what did I just say about risking disruption to one's personal timeline? Please, Doctor. I can't stay here. She's got Russian trouble. Has she? Well, she'd best talk to Unit. What's Unit? Uh, Doctor, there's a convoy of military vehicles coming down the drive. Yes, that's Unit. The spaceship was bound to have attracted their attention. Tell them the truth and you'll be believed. Now, as I said, I really must be off. Wait, you can't just leave. He can, and he has. Back to 1984. Classic year, 1984. Brilliant music. Best year of my life, 1984. Well, until it went wrong. 
Shame we can't go back, though. We start all over again. Well, we can't. So we start again now. We make these the best years of our lives. Agreed? Agreed. Hell, you're holding my hand. I know. Relax. soon from Big Finish Productions. You want to know why I did it? Come closer, I'll tell you. The reason is because I am the master. Doctor Who, Vampire of the Mind. I've had an email too. Uh, My application was fast-tracked. It seems I've been accepted. They're setting up a laboratory for me. What? The place has been empty for years. Must be halfway to falling down by now. It was always a weird place. Oh, Dr. Scott, it's you. Dr. Threadstone. It's Heather. Uh, Damien, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Call me Damien. Oh, there's a... there's a figure. Several figures. I... I I can't quite make them out. But there is something odd about them. They're, They're moving like... Like they're, they're in a daze. Pale as corpses, they said, wandering about in a trance like. Since then, you'll be lucky to find anyone who'll go near the place after dark. <laughs> Doctor! Doctor, <laughs> do something! Help me! Don't worry, Heather! I will! <laughs> Somehow! You really won't, you know. But don't you worry, Doctor. It'll be your turn soon enough. Big Finish. We love stories. I'm a time lord. Of course I'm inhuman. <laughs> I'm Jamie Anderson and I'm the director of And you will obey me. Look into my eyes, giggler. I don't want to. Into my eyes. (gasps) I can make you my puppet. I can make you dance to any tune I like. I can make you climb to the top of this ramshackle building and throw yourself from it and laugh as you do so. For I am your master. And you will obey me. You are my master. And I shall obey you. I remember quite specifically, actually, I was cooking a pork belly joint in my kitchen at home and I got a FaceTime call from Nick Briggs. 
and normally it's because he wants to have a gossip about something but this time he said uh, are you free uh, next month uh, to do uh, a, a master thing <laughs> and whenever I get a call saying will you do a Doctor Who for Big Finish obviously being a massive geek uh, is very exciting but getting the call to be doing a master story was even more exciting which is why I can remember that, that roast pork belly so vividly I'm Annie by the way the Doctor you're doing it again eye contact is kind of important it's not that I'm not charmed by your company it's just you're looking across the village green to see whoever won that clock coming out of the auction rooms well don't worry so am I only we'll look a bit less conspicuous if we pretend to have a chat while we're doing it, won't we? Yes, I suppose we will. My name is Peter Davis and I play the Fifth Doctor. My name's Sheena Batessa and I play Annie. This kind of audio is new for me, it's actually my first one. And it's great, everyone's fun and you know we're really getting into it, I guess. <laughs> getting into the story and the journey and it's wonderful. Will you stop that, please? Just show yourself. What was that? Don't be alarmed. It's just the scanner, look. Doctor, always spoiling my sport. You're just no fun anymore. <laughs> the master. The ghost in the machine. It's almost friendship, but also quite the opposite. You know, he's a, he's a who wants to be evil. There aren't many people in the world who actually want to be evil, but I think the master is probably one of them. Well, from Indian cinema, Bollywood, there's always a villain. There's always a villain with wonderfully crazy, nutty fight sequences. And that's what drives the story, whether it's the, the hero getting the heroine and fighting the devil or, you know, whatever it is. That is a massive and integral part of every Indian film that I've ever come across. Hmm. I mean, the relationship with the, the master is a, is, a, is a weird one because uh, 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 the Doctor has, on several occasions, while defeating the master, declined to rid the world of him completely. And, uh, uh, so he, he's very much a recurring, uh, which obviously works for, for Doctor Who, but it's also part of the relationship between them, that when it comes to it, he can't kill the master because he's too, he's, he, he, there is a kind of bond between them in some bizarre way. I'm Geoffrey Beavers, and I play the master. The irony! All this time, the doctor might have been going about his wearyingly virtuous business just a few days and miles away, but he might as well have been in another century, another million light years off. The doctor. And so I was forced to improvise. It's what all the best people do. I think it's a very good script, this one. Um, and I love it because it's just... It depends an awful lot on the writer what sort of a master you get from one story to another. And this one is beautifully written in the sense that he's, it's one of the best, I think, uh, that I've had because the relish that the master has in his own evil is, is very apparent and I, I just enjoy that, yes. I loved all the master stories and from the very first time I remember watching as a kid and realising that there was an element of the master and the doctor being friends at some point and now being mortal enemies it always made it more interesting more exciting it's not like it's you know an alien or a you know baddie that he meets and he's obviously bad and there's kind of it's black and white but there's almost a bit of gray with the master i mean he always ends up being a bit of a, a git really but there's just something extra fascinating to them and knowing that this first one was going to be a, a jeffrey beaver's one i just love jeffrey's sort of 
creepy take on it. So that was going to be exciting. But then, of course, there's a slightly added twist with a, a slightly different delivery in this one. Oh, my children. What fun we shall have. <laughs> Casting is actually really fun because when I, when I read it the first time, I have fairly clear ideas within the first quarter of it, uh, how the voices sound. You know, I'm, if I'm on my own, I will sit at home and read them out loud to myself, which I just find a really useful way of kind of feeling out the characters. Not that I can do the voices, and I certainly can't act, but it, it's just a useful process. So then I go on the hunt for finding the right people, and I've got a few very, very helpful agents who I can send off a a cast list too and they'll come back with suggestions so I'll send off the list some of my feelings for how they should sound and how it should be and they'll come back with a list and then it really is just a case of listening to tens or maybe a hundred voice samples which is a bit odd especially because most of the time it seems to be adverts for uh, deodorants or something like that which is rather strange trying to imagine that character that person then becoming a an alien dragonfly or whatever else but it fairly quickly out of that voices become the right voice it's it's i never normally have any any problem thinking oh there's three here that could do it it's the one and it normally hits me fairly quickly so then it's a case of seeing if they'll do it and luckily because doctor who carries a bit of weight and people want to be involved with it most of the time they say yes and they're very excited my name's tessa and i play janine don't move janine (laughs) my name isn't janine it used to be a long time ago you haven't changed yeah, you're just the same. She's actually 48, but she hasn't aged at all since 1984, so she still uh, looks and sounds 16. But, uh, no, I think I've got a fairly young voice already, <laughs> so I've um, I've just stuck to my guns. But it's been really exciting to play somebody who sounds young but has um, the sassiness of a 48-year-old and has really been, been around the block, done it all, had all these adventures, but still comes across as a young, sarcastic character, which has been really fun. Somewhere in the Urals, there's a top-secret facility trying to synthesise what's in my blood. Uh, why? Only a man. I'm the ultimate beauty product. One injection of me, and no-one needs ever grow old. Either that, or they'll become the master. I've done a bit of radio, and I've recorded some commercials, but this is my first audiobook, and it's been really exciting. It's been really fun. It's been a real pleasure working with the master and the doctor today they've been amazing you go and stand in a booth everyone else has got a window and I have to go in the cupboard so (laughs) I can't see out but I've had a lovely time in my cupboard all day it's been really fun everyone's been yeah so fun to work with it's been really fun so I got the script and I looked down the front page where all the characters are listed and two of the characters it says eight foot alien dragonfly (laughs) which in itself is a a challenge I think especially on audio so we know up front that there's going to be some element of processing in post and we'll probably add a kind of large scale buzz hover sound but Peter Cornish who's playing Jade Nymph rang and said have you got any thoughts about this and my first thought was these are giant assassins who are going to be quite kind of measured in their delivery because that's all they're trained to be. So there's something quite threatening but controlled in their delivery. But also we need to to show that these are giant insects that are hovering and flitting around. So the little device that we came up with for that was that as they would talk to each other, we imagined they'd be moving around. And if they came to a, a sort of a static hover at any point, 
they'd indicate that by kind of holding on to their syllable or whatever vowel they were saying at that moment. And I think actually it works quite well. I was slightly worried it was going to come across as rather odd and stilted in the delivery, but it, it just adds to them and makes them more insectoid. My name's Peter Cornish, and I'm playing Helen, who's a woman stuck in the body of a 12-year-old, and also Jade Nymph, who's an eight-foot dragonfly. I love Doctor Who. I wasn't a massive fan of it until a very good friend of mine, Matt, got the part of the new Doctor, and then obviously became a massive fan of Doctor Who, because we had to watch him. I actually went to a his leaving party when he went off to film it we built him a a massive TARDIS in the garden and threw him a surprise party so that was my first real introduction to Doctor Who My name is Nick Ellsworth and I'm playing a couple of characters I'm playing the auctioneer in the uh, first half of the story and I'm playing Gomphus the older dragonfly which is an interesting role I shall execute them personally as the final act of my month long life as Dragon Traditionally, we probably think of dragonflies as sort of light creatures, and I'm 17 stone and 6 foot 5, so... <laughs> but once you've got past that, then, uh, yeah, then you, in a way, you've got to think of yourself as a dragonfly, someone who flies around, they're more airy, they're lighter, and how that would reflect in the voice. When you're when, when you're acting it, what what page are we on now? I'm just trying to well, the first time we come in is twenty. Twenty. I mean, do you want? Should, do you I want just to? Go and yeah, see, just see. see what yeah, see what happens. What are these creatures, Dragon Master? What might they want with the grave? Watch on, my novice. The true hunter bides their time, then picks their moment to strike. Psss. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. Mine's quite a lot harsher. Yeah. I mean... I mean, I could make it a lot softer. What are these creatures, Dragon Master? What might they want with the grave? Watch on, my novice. The true hunter bides their time, then picks their moment to strike. I quite like that, because it's sort of more intimate in a way, isn't it? And it's more menacing, I think, personally. My only worry would be when I get annoyed later. Yeah. Have a little shout. We cannot wait forever. I am already three days old. Dragon Master Gomphus is nearly 30. Slay him, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. On top of that, when we started playing around with holding on to syllables, there was a tendency from both of them to hold on to their S's and to hiss, and it became a little bit too ice warrior-y, so we had to distract them from doing that. And actually now, it just sounds it sounds like a new monster voice, which is kind of difficult to do, I think, so I'm quite pleased. Two people can look at the same part and have a very different view, unless it's, unless it's very obvious what it is, but something as ephemeral as a, as a, as a monster or a dragonfly or whatever you want to say, then, um, yeah, it's more challenging, it's more difficult. But thank goodness there's a director, so that we can, whatever we do, we can put our points of view, if they're very different, forward to the director, and the director can choose, and that's, and that's their job, and whatever they want, we'll go with. But never fear, Doctor. I've no intention of retaining this cadaverous form. Not when your body's mine for the taking. Leaving that one behind like a shed snakeskin. Better get the assassins off your back, I suppose. I think you have to like the villain in, in lo- most things. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. The other day I was, I was sitting idly in front of... A, I know this is a, way, a million miles away from Doctor Who, but uh, the... Um, 
Die Hard, yes, Die Hard. You have to kind of like the villain, Alan Rickman's villain in that. And I think that's an important thing. I think yeah, it's someone's alter ego. It's something about that person. You yeah. go, oh, I kind of, yeah. That's a kind of sexy or dangerous or something about that person yeah, I some like. There's some attraction yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, of course. I think it is an archetype of evil, really. And I think that's always interesting to people. It's different from most other acting that I know because in most occasions, if you're playing, say, Adolf Hitler, as an actor, if it's a realistic play, you have to play it from his point of view and you have to find why he feels so strongly that he's got to conquer Europe or whatever he does um, because he's got to revenge, you know, his defeat in the First World War or because you have to find the reasons why somebody is bad and see it from their point of view so that they begin to believe that they are right and that they are good and that um, that's the way one normally proceeds with a bad character in um, as an actor this is slightly different in the sense that he is so irredeemably evil it's not as if he's had a, a, a rotten childhood or something that he's got to sort of work out of his system he just enjoys being completely evil so it, it, it sort of veers slightly towards a different style of acting where really all one needs to do is is relish the situation you're in and the manipulation you can do to other people to achieve what you want and just enjoy that to the hilt, which I do thoroughly because you don't often get the chance to do it. And it's very therapeutic, you know. It's not, it's not bad. I think it may be one reason why one's an actor because you can get it all out of your system in a play. I think for me... Because there is that point at which they were friends, they were not the same, but very similar at one point, and then somehow their lives diverged so much, and now there's this vast sort of chasm of difference of ethics and morals and raison d'etre between them. It just sets it up for a really fascinating interaction, and it isn't just a case of good versus evil because there is that sort of historical divergence. <laughs> 